Yeah, I've been. <sighs> you gotta cut that yawn. Um. Awkward pause. That's the music. That's the music pause. That's the music pause. <laughs> What's up? What's happening? Humans on planet Earth. This is the Black Gold Creative Podcast. Uh, I am Dre Murray. I am a husband, father, pastor, artist, and coffee connoisseur. And I'm joined once again by my devoted, committed, consistent, dynamic, the illustrious, I don't even know if that's a word, <laughs> Billy Wigington. Yeah, man, I'm feeling very illustrious today. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I'm a husband, father, pastor, musician, and a taco and coffee enthusiast. Yeah. And because I'm a pastor and a Sunday, I'm extremely tired right now. Yes. So am I. <laughs> so am I. That's what I heard. Yeah. Um, but not just from, from church. Uh, many different things going on uh, on the family side of things. Um, this is the Black Gold Creative Podcast, like I said at the top of the intro uh, on this podcast we discuss family coffee and hip-hop um, we say this on every episode there is um, what we call a teaser episode or an intro episode that you can go back and listen to which will um, give you more insight into those three things family coffee hip-hop and what they what they mean to us um, what we mean by those those things when we say them um, uh, but we're, we're going to dive into those three topics on the episode. So hopefully you guys, um, check that intro episode out, you know, stop this episode, go dive into that and then meet us back <laughs> here <laughs> whenever you're done with yes. that. But yeah, uh, and it's Monday of Thanksgiving week. It is Monday of Thanksgiving week. So it's, it's a lot to be thankful for, um, in, in my life. I know Billy, I'm sure, I, I hope that I'm right in saying that you have a lot to be thankful for as well. Um, so yeah, I guess this is this is our thankful, grateful episode where we kind of discuss some of those things that we are thankful and grateful for. So um, yeah, let's kick it off, man, with, with family. Family. Yo, so... Man, are you, uh, I just thought about this. You you guys being in D.C., are y'all staying in D.C. for Thanksgiving? Are you traveling anywhere? Is anybody coming up to see you guys? Like, what's the what's happening with that? Yeah, man, we're staying in D.C. this week. Uh, our kids have school uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and we work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so we only get Thursday, Friday off, yeah, so we're not going to travel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In Texas, you got the whole week off, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Y'all trip. But we're not traveling, but we did find some other families that uh, that stick around local as well that don't have a lot of family in the area. So we're going to do like a Thanksgiving with some other, uh, you know, some other folks on Thursday. So looking forward to that, man. Okay. That's dope, man. Yeah, we, uh, we are doing the 
um, the norm. We we had an actual Thanksgiving feast today. Um, it's my father-in-law side of the family. Um, which that's always always fun and always uh, a long day. It's at my my mother-in-law and father-in-law's house, which we we are over there all the time. So it's kind of like being at home. So it's just kicking it, sitting back, and everybody coming over. So that was good. And then Thursday we go to the other side, and then also my my niece is flying in from Houston on Wednesday. We're picking up, and she's gonna be with my mom on Thursday too. So this is the first. This will be the first Thanksgiving since my mom has been back in Oklahoma. Um, so that's dope. I'm looking forward to that. That's cool, man. Yeah, for sure. Very thankful to have her up here during that time and for me to be um, be here. Because the last time she was in Oklahoma, I still was an hour away um, in Tulsa. We hadn't mm. moved. We hadn't moved here yet. So and she was here for four years. And as soon as she moved back to Houston, we moved here <laughs> to this oh, area. Man. So, so yeah, man, it should, it should be dope, man, to have her up. I mean, she's been up before during the holidays, but now she, you know, she got her own place and she can go, come and go as she pleases. So, which is which is really dope. So, yeah, man, um, dog. I, like I told you off of air, I've been having some really good conversations over the past week just about um, mentors and just, you know, people within your life that are providing information to you along along the way that help you um, get to a certain point. And <clears throat> it really made me reflect on, you know, where I've come from in, in my journey, just like where I started from to where I am now. And the the guys that I was talking to, like they were really asking me about my story. And as I'm telling my story, I just, you know, you know how you just see the dots just connecting. And, and I just saw certain people actually saw their faces and just like really was appreciative of a lot of people that, that put their you know, their lives on the line for me or, or, you know, sacrifice their time to make sure that, that as a young kid, um, you know, someone growing up without a father in the community that I was in, like they, they spent a lot of time making sure that I progressed and, and, and became a better human being. So, um, that's something that's been on my heart lately anyway. Um, but Mm -hmm. sharing my story, like with, a group of people and like really digging in deep into like mindset, not just like the surface level stuff of the story, but just like mm. the mindset of what I was thinking at the time. And then, you know, digging into specifics as far as how I got to Oklahoma, even that mm. is just crazy. As far as, you know, my, my little league coach drove me from Houston all the way to Oklahoma to, to take me to a camp, like just because it's, his nephew uh, was up here at a, at a college, and he he drove me up here two summers in a row, um, hmm. you know, in a little small Chevy Cavalier, um, <laughs> and that changed. That literally like changed my life. Like, showed me a, a different environment. So, very thankful for uh, for all of those people that that played a part. 
in in you know my journey and and just where I am. So I've been really reflecting on that, man. And you know, perfect time of of the year to to be reflecting on that and, and sharing that story. So yeah, man. Yeah. Well, listen, I it's crazy. Honestly, since I moved up here to DC, you know, when you're in a I guess any sort of staff culture, but you know, so church staff, corporate world, whatever. If you have a large staff, which this church that I'm at does, yeah, you, to meet people, you need to have some sort of device where you can be vulnerable quickly and tell your story so they can get to know you. And they have a thing called Life Map. Mm-hmm. And at first, just the way it was explained to me, I was like, okay, so it's kind of like testimony, you know, slash short, like autobiography type situation, you know, like just share your story. But when you really think about the implications of the name, life map, a map is going from point A to B to C to D to mm-hmm. get where you're going, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And part of the reason why they call it that, I don't know where they got it from, like where they developed, the, where the church got it from, but it's really for you to pick like, you know, one to seven things or maybe one to 10 things, depending on how long. I've seen some people do it in seven or eight minutes. I've seen some people do like 30, 45 minute telling of their story. But you pick a few pictures or phrases or ideas or times in your life, and then you kind of connect those dots like you were saying. And it's crazy like how in the past year and a half since I've been here, I've shared my story in various different forms, written and verbal, uh, not just in casual conversation, but in like staff meetings or retreats or, yeah. you know, a cohort group or something like that. And it's just weird how every time I think through that I think through my my life and my my story and think through places I've lived and people I've met and things that could have gone wrong and things that went well and mm-hmm. it is amazing to think about people who who gave up so much of their time and resources and everything for you and you're like why did they do like why did they choose to do that in yeah. that moment like what was compelling them uh even one so one that I can just throw out there that's just off the wall this is not even like the couple youth pastors I had and like teachers at school, this is not even any of those stories. This is like a random, I was on tour in with a band I was in in 2005. So this is like when I was an adult already. Yeah. I was on tour with a band and we were in LA playing some shows and that was like a three month tour. So we did the whole, we did the East and West coast, you know, in the South and we were in LA and uh, this band uh, POD was having a music video shoot and we were friends with like their promotions company, their management company. Mm-hmm. And so we um, ended up staying at their house and then went to the video shoot. And we were actually in that music video, by the way, with Katy Perry. So that's kind of hilarious really? and weird. Yeah. So we were in that music video. But while we were staying at their house, Matt and Andrea Maldonado, who yeah. were the promotions company, they were like, you and Tasha have this like, so many gifts and talents and these weird quirks. And it's not just music. Like you guys should start like, uh, now mind you, this is 2005. They were like, you guys should start like an online like magazine. Like they were basically referring to like blogs, podcasting, stuff like that. But before it was a thing, you know, they were like, you guys should start some, some sort of online thing that has to do with music and art and culture and all that. And we were just like, man, these people are letting us stay at our house, at their house while we're on tour. They're taking us out to eat. They're having these long, like late night conversations with us. And we're just like, what did they see in us back then that even now, like 13 years later, Tasha and I are, 
you know, blogging and podcasting yeah. and, and doing the kinds of stuff that we're just like, man, how did they even, how could they even know that? You yeah. know what I mean? How could they even think to point us in that direction? And that's just like one small little glimpse. That's not even the, like I said, the youth pastors and the art teachers and the people that throughout my life, like literally helped me through like hard times in life. You mm-hmm. know, this was touring. That wasn't, that wasn't hard. That was fun. And still somebody thought, Hey, we need to take them under our wing a little bit. So yeah, man, super thankful for that. It's kind of crazy to tell your story and remember details like that. Yeah. And then think about why. You know what I mean? Yeah. P.O.D., huh? Just some band, you know? <laughs> Is that you going to roll that out? <laughs> you going to roll that out? Yeah, we were some band, P.O.D. Wow. Okay. <laughs> no, nah, I wasn't in the band. That was Yeah, just but still, I'm just saying, you mentioned them like they were just like some random band. Yeah, we, were, we just happened to be in, be in the video with Katy Perry. That's funny, man. <laughs> Such a random. <laughs> it's crazy. We, I'm man. telling you, we got to do a we got to do an episode. I know we've talked about it. We got to do these episodes, man, and t- tell our story as it relates to like family, coffee, hip hop, like just our individual journeys a little bit. Because, yeah. like I said, every time I tell something, I, I remember something else or something I take for granted as normal part of my story. Right. Other people are like, "That's wild. That's crazy. Can't believe that happened." You know? Yeah. So was K- Katy Perry? She was Kate Hudson at the time, or Katie Hudson? Nah, she she uh, she was signed to Atlantic, uh, which was the label Pod was on, and this was one of those like artist and development things where, pretty sure they put her on the song of theirs to kind of get her name out there. So this so was after went, this was after the Christian music Katy Perry when she was Katie Hudson. Yeah, it was after the Katie Hudson thing. Okay. Uh, but so, so I'm pretty sure she's credited on that song as Katy Perry, but she had not had a single come out yet. Gotcha. So I think people were like, "Ah, oh, she's a Christian still, right?" Like, doing the song with Pod, which you know, I don't know her, I don't know her heart. I just know the first single I heard from her after that was "I Kissed a Girl and I Liked It." Yeah. And I was like, "Yo, that's that chick we hung out with that day in the in the green room. Like, that's crazy." <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, she she said on. And I know she probably said this tongue in cheek, but she's actually said in the interview that she sold her soul to the devil. And I think, yeah, I I, I think that what she's again, I think she was being sarcastic or or however you want to put it when she said that. I don't think she actually thinks she signed a contract with the devil, but I I do just from interviews and hearing some of her story and her talk about it. I I do think that she like after the Christian music thing kind of like rebelled against that whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, like it was like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not that anymore. And, and wants to, she wanted to separate from that. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. listen, I don't know about you for, I don't know about you like exactly a hundred percent, but I know even for me, just being in a Christian band and being in that scene, uh, that's an easy thing to do, man. That's kind of rebel against all of it when part of it's frustrating, you know? Yeah, I mean? no, for sure. Like I've talked to a lot of Christian hip hop artists and they, when we talk about the new wave or how the trends are going to go or the market or the industry. And I'm like, I don't know why you're all surprised. I know Christian hip hop is newer real in real in relation to like rock, rock yeah. or Christian rock. But dude, this is literally the same journey. Yeah, absolutely. That I've already been on with like with absolutely, Christian bro. metal stuff. It's, there's so it's many not guys, surprising, you know, so many guys that have, that have, that I knew, it, like in, in rock too, like you remember Flickr Records? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. a lot of those bands and stuff, and it's just like, you know, wondering what happened to them, and then you see certain stories, and it's like they just kind of mm-hmm. 
said screw it all um yeah so but yeah which I, that goes back to the mentor thing man when you think about it like honestly the one of the reasons why we did not fall all the way off like even spiritually after touring and after getting burned by certain people we were like look well in fact we were ready to be done with not necessarily christianity or jesus but we were like man even the church, like going to church, any church that we've been to, it's a bunch of lame, judgmental, mm-hmm. hypocritical. We were just like, man, we're done with all this, man. Like the music side, the church, everything. Yeah. And then, uh, but we were still kind of trying to hang on and go to this church, man. And this buddy of mine in New Mexico shared a quote with me. It's usually, uh, you know, attributed to, I think, either Martin Luther or Charles Spurgeon. I can't remember. But it says the church may be a whore, but she's still my mother. And I remember, dude, when I heard that quote, I was like, yo, that is like the realest thing I've ever heard. You know what I mean? Like I was just thinking about like the bride, the bride of Christ, the church might be, you know, not faithful. Right. But it's still the bride of Christ. And I was like, man, okay. So so then when you break it down, like me as a Christian, I'm a part of that. So even if I'm not faithful and other people aren't nice to me or they're hypocrites or whatever, still people that God loves and cares for and yeah, shows absolutely. grace to. And I was like, dang, man. So that kind of wrecked me for a couple of years, honestly, while I was trying to sort through that kind of stuff. And then, you know, because of those mentors and people in your life, you know, here here we am, here we are today. Like, here I am. So... It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, man. It's uh that's good, man. I I need to look that up to see who actually said that. I, I've never heard that yeah. before. But that Do we have I to mean, put explicit true. content on our thing now? Do we have to is that I mean maybe, bro, because you know we sit up here, you know, and then we, you know, bringing up Katy Perry kissing girls and all that. Like, I mean, it's you know, we gotta we gotta tone it down a little bit, man. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I and Speaking of that, like the whole her saying what she said and all that, like I don't, I don't want that to be taken out of context. Like, I, I think her parents were actually pastors or something, so I think that she went through what, like you said, a lot of Christian bands have gone through. But then also just the extra added pressure of like the family being maybe ministers in the church. I'd, I'd have to reread um, like her biography and all that, but I remember looking into that and I think that she was like groomed to be this Christian pop mm. sensation. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? As as Katie Hudson or whatever. So, yeah, man. We already had Amy Grant back in the day. Why do we need somebody else? Cause that's you know that's how it is, man. You gotta have, you gotta have more than one. You gotta have the other version. You gotta have A and B. You know, you mm-hmm. gotta have Coca Cola and Pepsi. You know, or even sometimes it's a little different. Like you gotta have the little different genres. Like you gotta have audio adrenaline and DC talk, <laughs> both. <laughs> or newsboys, or just mix them all up and do whatever you want to yeah. do. Same band, same names, you know. Yeah, or just take some people from this band and then put them in that band and then this band and that band. Oh my gosh, we are family. Hey, we that quote, family. that quote actually is credited to uh, Saint Augustine. That's okay, where a lot of people think it. I don't know if they have a direct like he for sure said it, but it's credited to him. I know, usually. right? So I was, 
I had my eras off. Like it wasn't these quite those guys. It was St. Augustine. So. Yeah. And like he also said that the internet sucks. <laughs> oh man 90 percent of statistics are wrong yeah <laughs> dog i've been thinking about i almost did before we got on i almost I almost made some coffee but it's like it's like mad late so i don't think so but yeah speaking of that coffee <laughs> coffee What's new, man? Um, like I know we we kind of talked off air already. You, you uh, posted a picture of something that you said Tasha bought for you. Um, I know it was it was a uh, it was from Mexico, but I don't know the specific name of it. But yeah, I haven't man, talked I can to you since that. you. Yeah, I haven't talked to you since you since you had it. So, what what exactly was that in? How was it? Yeah, man. So there's a spot in Royal Front Royal, Virginia, wherever that's at. I've never yeah. been there. Tasha was there, apparently. Front Royal, Virginia. The spot called Happy Creek Coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes their logo says Happy Creek Coffee and Tea. Uh, but this was a light roast, single origin coffee from Mexico. Mm-hmm. And it was roasted uh, like five or six days before I had it in my hand and in my grinder. So wow. I like that a lot. You know yeah. what I mean? Fresh yeah. coffee, light roast. The lighter the roast, the more flavor, the more caffeine. I've uh, not had too many Mexican coffee, so I was excited to have this one. And man, it was superb. Yeah, <laughs> It was great. It was yeah. great. Really good. How big was it? How big was the bag? Uh you know what? It looks giant in the picture, but it's yeah. really just a 12-ounce bag. Okay. It's just a regular 12-ounce bag, huge, but it looks bro. huge. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, she really hooked you up. Like, Yeah. <laughs> so is the bag but It was gone? really good. No, it's not gone yet, man. We don't go through it that fast. Okay. Uh, we should for freshness sake, but it takes us a good week or two, week and a half to kind of yeah. go through a bag. Okay. But yeah, man. Really good stuff. That's dope, you were just man. telling me about a new one, right? Uh, from Topeka, is that right? Yeah, yeah, the Brazil um, joint that they that they have. They they have a, a Rwanda. Um, I forgot the name of it. I had to pull it up. But have you tried them yet? Or you were going like they're new? I tried the Brazil. Okay. Yeah, the Brazil is what I tried. The the Rwanda um, coffee. I'm gonna have to buy uh, the bag unless they have it where they can actually do uh, a, a pour over if they have it on drip i'll get it but uh yeah. the brazil they had on drip a couple of days last week and it it's like a, a fruity plus nutty dark chocolate and like i was telling you it's like it's in the middle of the road as far as it's a medium roast mm. um but it leans a little bit more towards the light side um, than the dark. So it's um, like if you look at the scale where they have dark on the far right, light on the far left, like it it leans a little bit further to the left um, Mm -hmm. or to the light side. Um, But whereas we talk about all the time, like with South American coffee has this nutty flavor, 
Uh, and then you got places like Kenya in, in Africa that I have like this fruity flavor, this bright, um, bright flavor and bright taste. Mm-hmm. This is like right in the middle. It, it mixes those two together. Um, and I was just reading the bag. I'm, I'm glad they put the notes on the bag to kind of, exp- you know, give you a glimpse of what you're going to be drinking. And sometimes I don't taste some of the stuff that they say is in it, but <laughs> um, especially when they get specific, when they say a sp- specific say fruit, like yeah. this is grapefruit or this is... Um, yeah, or when it's I, like chocolate and almond biscotti. Yeah, yeah. Like, what? Yeah. How can it taste like that? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, how did, they, how did they come up with that? But this... Yeah. You know they're they're real general. Uh, I mean, they do say dark chocolate, but um, they don't zoom in on a specific fruit. They just say tropical fruits, um, and then like candied nuts, um, and then dark chocolate. And so it it to me it was gonna be like this mix or this hybrid between like a Kenyan um, roast and you know something from South America. And it didn't disappoint, man. Like, it was, like, right in the middle of the road. Um, I definitely tasted the the bright um, tropical fruit flavor, but it wasn't on the... Um, it, it wasn't on the back end like a Kenyan would be. Like, the first time I tried a Kenyan, it was, like, up front, you know regular coffee taste there wasn't anything like overly special about it or out of the ordinary this is when i mm-hmm. this was my first time trying specialty coffee I, I started with kenya and then as it was going down like as you know it was getting to the back of my throat this bright like this fruity flavor just hit me <laughs> all of a sudden and at first i hated it i was like what is this like this bad aftertaste mm-hmm. and then after drinking it you realize like that's that's what um the difference is between you know specialty coffee and just regular coffee so this has that on the front end though like you taste that up front and then like going down it tastes more like a south american coffee it has that mm. that undertone that nutty um, you know, type flavor. So really, really good, man. It's called, um, I'm going to jack up the pronunciation, but who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Recreo Selectivo. That nice. sounded, man, that was pretty good, actually. Recle- re- re- well, that sounded good if it's in Spanish, but they speak Portuguese in Brazil. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> Let me let me live. <laughs> let me live, bro. Let me live. Whatever it is, it was good. It was good. It's from Brazil. You know. What you I mean? know what you're describing those notes or people like you said it's kind of fruity and then you know some people are like what is that? That's what that's what a lot of people are like when they first taste Ethiopian coffee at all. They're just like why does this taste sour and fruity? It tastes like mm. blueberries is like the number one like prevailing note in a lot of Ethiopian coffees, but. Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought too. I was like, "Whoa, what's wrong with this coffee?" But yeah. now it's like one of my favorite flavors. You know, have all that fruity kind of sour almost taste. Yep. yep. Um, and also, you know, when I think about those notes, man, I like. Uh, you already know this, and and listeners know this if they've been listening to any of these episodes. Like South American coffee, those my jam. I love those. Mm-hmm. 
but you it's just crazy said that's how your jam. I just want you to know jam. that. Yeah, I did. I did say that. What year is it? Why did I say that? it's 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 because it's after midnight. That's why. <laughs> Yo, I'm tired. Oh, man, going back to the '90s after midnight. <laughs> after midnight episode. Uh, <laughs> we, but no, the notes like it's weird when they put things that aren't that you can't eat or taste as the note. Mm. Like you like when it says tobacco, I know what yeah. they mean because you can kind of taste tobacco. I guess you smell it, taste it, but like leather or cedar, I'm like you can't. <laughs> I've never tasted that. You know what I'm saying? I never tasted leather or cedar. So <laughs> that's crazy. But, but when that's on the notes, that's kind of wild. I don't know if don't I've know. ever seen leather on the bag, man. That's crazy. What kind of coffee you be drinking? Like I don't, I don't. You know, know what? What kind? Where said was that? that from? I don't know. Probably somewhere in Austin. Leather. Okay. Okay. <laughs> leather. This one tastes like leather and beard oil and <laughs> boot, you know, shine, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, over, that's a little over top. Man, I'm I'm really excited, too, to try this Rwandan coffee that Tepeka has. Um, uh, one of the baristas, she let me know that they that they had it, and she was, she was excited to try it, too. I don't think she had cupped it yet, um, but she, it has raisin, melon, and grapefruit uh in the in the notes and so i'm like what does that taste like like that sounds like a you know i might be dancing on a desk or something like that's (laughs) for real man like because the the kenyan hat that that they had uh at topeka which i think they may have been like the only kenyan i've ever tried is from topeka i believe um but it had some grapefruit in it um but the raisin, I'm like, what is that? And then the melon, just yeah. that's not as sweet. So I'm well, kinda, what kind of melon though? Like watermelon. I know it just says melon. Yeah. Why'd you go to watermelon when? Like, what is that about? What you, <laughs> what's up? I was here? gonna say watermelon, cantaloupe, honeydew. Those are all different. <laughs> okay. Those all taste right. completely okay. different. All right, man. One tastes like soap. Out. Another t- <laughs> <laughs> honeydew tastes like lotion. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, honeydew is weird, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure out what I'll report back. But it it it's interesting. I'm really I'm more interested in the raisin though. Like I've never seen raisin on in the notes. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a little weird. Well, listen. Speaking of all these different coffees, uh, we talked earlier in the week about trade coffee. And I thought yes. we'd do a little shout out and see get a response from people if they've ever used it. Uh, so shout out to my my buddy Caleb Moore up here who put me on that. I haven't used it yet. Trade Coffee. What well, I don't even remember the website. Was it TradeCoffee.org or something like that? TradeCoffee.com. I think it's, it's DrinkTrade.com. DrinkTrade.com. Yeah. And uh, basically, it's. Uh, it's specialty coffee. It's like a site that the, their service is getting specialty coffee to people, I guess, who don't really know a lot of different brands and options that are out there. So just like we were mentioning earlier in pre-production, like my uh, coffee journey somewhat was me being on one brand for like six or nine months just because I knew where I could get it and I knew it was good when I first started drinking specialty coffee. So wherever yeah. you're at in your journey, uh, Trade Coffee might be a good spot. You can you can find, I think, Stumptown's on there. I think... Uh, Counterculture might have been on there, like all you know, brands from all over the place. There's like one spot where you can go and and, and figure out what kind of coffee you want, get it shipped to you. But uh, but I've never used it, so uh, if you've used it, let us know. 
Um, if you have another site or service that you use, cool. And also places like Topeka and I think Vigilante, they all do subscriptions on their websites, you mm-hmm. know, so you can get stuff like that. There's one on here from Groundwork. Uh, it's called Black Gold. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I need to order that. Yeah, I may, I may, uh, I may order that, man. It's a, it's a dark roast. Um, roasty and smoky. Yeah, I might have to try. So it all out. these dark roasts from different companies are called Black Gold. Yes. Have you noticed that? I have noticed that. Even doesn't the eighteen fifty? Didn't they have a Black Gold? They do, and it's yeah. a, it's the darkest. Their darkest one. Yeah. So we need to drop something, Dre. Darker roast, man. Darker roast. Yes, yes. I got it, man. <laughs> I got it. We definitely do. We definitely do. Um, I think I'm gonna order this, man. Do but it. But it, it looks like a blend, though. Like that. I'm, I'm real oh, weird about blends. Oh, it's a single origin. Yeah, I'm real weird about blends, man. Sometimes they don't know what they're doing. They're just throwing stuff together. <laughs> Word. This is the uh, after hours blend. This is all the stuff we couldn't uh, fit in a 12 ounce bag. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to ask one of the roasters that I know, like, what, are, what, like, how do y'all do your blends? Like, what makes them? Um, Some people know what they're doing. They're mixing those, those notes together just like mm-hmm. you would a recipe. So they're yeah. going, okay, dark chocolate and raisin. Okay, let's put that together. This means a yeah. Brazilian and an Ethiopian or whatever. Like, some people know what they're doing, but. Yeah, the the roaster from Topeka, who you know, he's the United States champion as far as the roaster competition. He won that this year. Um, he won with a which they they sold it for a little bit, um, and I actually bought. It, it wasn't a twelve a twelve ounce bag. It was like in a a special uh, container that they had for him winning. So it was. I want to say it was six six ounces maybe i may be completely wrong when i say it might be a hmm. 10 um but it was a smaller smaller portion um because it was a limited run but gotcha he took beans from and i'll have to confirm i may be saying it's all wrong but because <laughs> i asked about i asked about like how they how he actually blended this roast together because it, it the taste it was one of the best coffees i've ever tasted um, but he took like some beans. He took something from from Africa, and then went to um, their farm in South America, and like combined those two together. Mm. Um, so That's it crazy. had this. Yeah, it had. It kept the taste from both regions. Like it was mm. beautiful. Um, it was a medium, medium to light roast. Really, really good. Mm. Sometimes it makes a difference even when they just roast them together. Like a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll roast a bunch of Guatemalan coffee, a bunch of Ethiopian coffee, a bunch of whatever. And then after the fact, they'll, they'll, I was kidding earlier, kind of, but they'll go, okay, we have some left over from each. Let's dump it all in here and make a special roast. I mean, a special blend or whatever. Yeah. But when you actually pick, like, no, nah, I want these three regions mixed together and you mix the green bean the coffee beans together and then you roast it together actually so you get those flavors kind of actually mixed together yeah that's pretty cool you know yeah but i'm pretty sure that's what he did nice well man while you're ordering that let's keep this thing rolling along with hip-hop you cool with that sure man i'm 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 great with that 
100% hip hop. So when I've been thinking about hip hop this week, uh, once again, I haven't been listening to a lot of music, mainly uh, podcasts and audiobooks and stuff. But I was thinking about some of the stuff that I have heard uh, recently, like little clips from people that are releasing music coming up soon or different trends. And uh, I want to know what you think about this, Dre. But I think not that it ever actually left. OK, just to make that clear. But I think samples, lo-fi sounding stuff, boom bap, analog, all that kind of stuff is going to be back in full effect, like in the mainstream again. And along with that, I'm hoping some real bars, too. Hmm. Um. That would be nice. <laughs> I like it really like I've, I've been craving that. Um even wanting to to rap over that and i've been getting a lot of trap stuff which is which is cool um and i can do that and i you know i was gonna do a whole project based on that Mm -hmm. but i'm really starting to and shout out to soul surplus because they're 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 one of the you know groups of there's some of the groups of people that um are you know keeping that alive or at least the people that I'm aware of mm-hmm. and that inspire me still to to do what um I love to do when I write like in the type of the type of tracks that I like to to rap over to you know I guess not to to leave that behind and forget about that like mm-hmm. that's my foundation so I hope that that is the case that that is something that comes back to the to the mainstream though I'm not sure like I feel like it's it's right now people or at least the the younger kids that are doing it and then you know whatever's out there in the market that sounds like that a lot mm-hmm. of people are doing it because it's trendy it's it's one of those things to where it's like it's like the ripped jeans like mm-hmm. I remember people were doing that in the 80s right. but now it came back around and it's it's just a trend it's a trendy thing to do and so some people are doing that you know like i mentioned soul surplus is because we love that that sound but then a lot of people are doing it because oh i want to create this moment or i want to take it back to the old school like it, it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like it used to be the thing. only school you know what I'm yeah, yeah exactly that's what i'm saying like and and for for a lot of people it still is the only school mm-hmm. it is the only way for them to create um and i went back and forth about that for a while just because i like all types of music all types of hip-hop as far as the uh sonics are concerned but like i said that that, that particular sound is like my go to and has been for a while so I'm, I'm like that's okay if you want that to be your only sound and so hopefully it comes back bro hopefully i don't think it'll ever be like super mainstream i think it'll be a pocket um you know and a lot of a lot of kids a lot of not just kids but a lot of grown men are just doing it because it's you know it's trendy to do um some of that stuff but there are lovers of that type of stuff still out there though Right. And I'm one of them. Yeah, man. And I think even if it comes back, like you said, in the pocket, it may be like a little bit of an underground indie scene, though, that does it. Mm-hmm. Because 
even as I think about, you know, like we were talking earlier, as I think about rock music and the history of that, I love like, you know, old school, like blues and how mm-hmm. the blues stuff went into the, like Jimi Hendrix, it kind of got into heavier guitar stuff, which then quickly turned into the blues rock stuff, which was Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath, which turned into metal. Yeah. And I think about all that and I love that music. But where I get lost is the the late 70s to 80s metal stuff where it's like kind of cheesy sounding guitars and drums, like they're not recorded well, not mixed well, and the vocals couldn't decide what they wanted to do. Are we singing? Mm. Are we screaming? Are we singing all pretty like a ballad? Or are we mm. being rough around the edges like punk rock and Jimi Hendrix and all that used to be? And they couldn't decide for a while, and it was terrible. Like, I hate that that genre of metal. I, I just can't stand, like, hair metal, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but then, once you get past that, and you get to, like, the grunge rock stage, then you had kids that grew up on the Nirvana grunge rock stuff, but really liked the old school Jimi Hendrix, Black Sabbath kind of metal, old rock stuff. And now you have this whole scene, you know, like I said, we used to be in it a long time ago, of metal, of, like, you know, Christian metal, even Christian hardcore, heavy metal, screaming, all the heavy guitars, heavy drums, but there's like screaming and it's like a whole revolution, man. There used to be thousands of kids at these shows and it was, I mean, it wasn't really in the mainstream. Every once in a while you had a band uh, crossover, like in those early 2000s, you would have like a My Chemical Romance or yeah, somebody like that with some kind of single that would cross over, but for the most part, it was all underground, and there was a huge following of that. And it all stemmed from going back to the original way of doing hard rock and metal instead of the '80s cheesy radio-friendly stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, right now, maybe we're maybe this trap wave and and R&B hip hop wave, whatever it's trying to do right now, maybe that's kind of the middle, and maybe uh, maybe we'll get to see it one day come back around to the beginning, even if it's only an underground scene kind of thing. Nah, and I and I hope so, bro. Like and like I said, I, that's been something that I've been wanting to get back to, um, because I I feel like that's I think I I write the best whenever I'm in that pocket. It's just something about those sounds that that bring, you know, the samples or whatever. They just bring something mm-hmm. out of me. Um, but then also there's just. It's just my favorite. It's just my go-to. Um, even when I'm listening, like I can listen to all types of sonics, but it's just the the dirty drums, like just, mm-hmm. and not just in rap music, but like you're talking about, whether it be rock, whether it be you know Hendrix, or whether it be you know we've talked about folk and before, mm-hmm. and just having the dirty rusty guitar and just the vocal um and i think that's where, where you're talking about in the 70s the the whole mm-hmm. air uh the hair big hair and all that the cheesy rock mm-hmm. i think some of that like sonics wise was when technology yep. was starting to pro- progress right yeah they went back and remastered old albums with extra reverb on the drums and they sounded terrible. And now they've redone them again and stripped the reverb off. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So I think they were they were probably experimenting with that where it's kind of like, you know, you look at us and the auto-tune thing. Oh, yeah. You know, and... And, and everybody's a producer. 
You know yes, I mean? everybody's yeah. a producer, and yeah. but I I thought the auto tune thing was gonna be dead a long time ago, but now it's, I think it's definitely <laughs> here to st- it's here to stay. Jay Z tried to call it. You remember that death yeah. of auto tune? Yeah, but it's 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 here to stay, man. It's it's something else. It became its own animal. So, um, I think that anybody that does come, I was talking to somebody about this the other day that if. If Nas were to come out with like a Illmatic today, um, he would be crowned. Or I, I shouldn't even say Illmatic. If an artist like him, I don't want to bring that album to the to the future, but if an artist like him came out with that sound mm-hmm. today, that boom bap sound or whatever, partly because it's trendy, but then partly if they were skilled, it would just sound just super dope and cut through. Mm-hmm. Today, because of everything else is going on, I feel like that person would shoot to the top. Yeah, just because it's it's so different from what's going on right now. You know, I think yeah, you and I, I spoke about this in another episode where it, there's something about the change, and I feel like that may be the that may be the change to where it, it may not hit the super mainstream, but something is going to shift to where you know a lot of people may go back to that sound and then you're going to have other people follow it because it's a trend like i said but um yeah hopefully it comes back around man and cuts <laughs> yeah, through man. sure what you been listening to oh man what have i been listening to not a whole lot of music um that's for sure in fact, I thought about that. I've been listening to Christmas music, to be honest. Some of it's work related, and some of it's just no. My kids are trying to hear it, and so bruh, yep, bruh. You already, yeah. Well, man, if you're a worship pastor, you better be listening to Christmas music in September at least. True, true. So I've been true, on that, true, true. but right now I'm working on this project that I told you about. It's for a thing we're doing at the church where we're doing some Christmas carol, Christmas hymn type situation. But with yeah. all these different genres of music. So I've been listening to Oh Holy Night and trying to come up with a Latin pop <laughs> vibe to it. But the original song's in 6-8, but I need to make it 4-4 four, four and all this nerdy Yeesh. music stuff. So so I've been listening to Christmas music, uh, if music at all. So Yeah. I've been, uh, like, you're talking about the the, you know, dirty drums and the samples and all that. I haven't been listening to a whole lot of music, but I have been like I'm glad that you brought that up because I have been in on the search for that sound. And you know, half of the stuff I can't really listen to <laughs> anymore just because a lot of a lot of that stuff is just I don't know, content-wise, um I'm in a place where I'm just trying not to listen to any like a whole lot of stuff too too crazy, right? And, mm-hmm. um, but there's some stuff that is like my go-to from like the the 90s. I'm just trying to get in that vibe and trying to find something uh, ins- inspiration-wise for whatever I'm doing next um, project-wise. So I have been, you know, going back to a, a lot of the older music and trying to trying to find that sound trying to get catch that that vibe so i haven't been listening to a lot of 
new stuff though. Um, gotcha. Yeah, to the point where now where it's just kind of repetitive, bro. Like it's everything is gonna sound like everything else <laughs> at this point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So you know what's funny, man? How kids are. There's no pretense and they're honest. And so my 11-year-old, man, she'll be like, wait, what song is this? And I'll tell her, you know, who it's by or what it is. And she'll go, this sounds like that other song. <laughs> I'm like, yep. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Wait, is, exactly. this, is this Migos or is this, oh, is Future? Wait, no, it's, wait, who is it? And I'm like, yeah, it's all the same. It's all the same <laughs> Oh, it's little. When you said little cut earlier, you said, uh, but you were using it as, like little cut of a sample or whatever and oh, you said right. little cut though i thought i was like who is this, this is a new artist little <laughs> cut artist, who cut. is little cut <laughs> i thought you was about to ask me if i heard little cuts new project i'm like yeah, nah man. bro yeah i haven't heard no little it's cut. called samples on samples <laughs> <My little cut. laughs> yo what i haven't uh, like i said it hasn't been a whole lot of music but i did listen to that that podcast that i sent you uh oh yeah. dissect mm-hmm. um and they break down certain certain projects and then this particular season that i'm listening to now they broke down frank ocean but not just one project like they went through his whole catalog Mm. and from a songwriting perspective lyricism they broke down a lot of his lyrics and like dude is is super talented bro like Mm -hmm. uh, songwriting wise the way he puts together his his words and um like the metaphors and connecting you know the the un- double entendres and so i've been i've been really digging into that and it's inspired me a lot just in in my songwriting because i just nerd out on stuff like that as far as songwriting and and storytelling and yeah you know, man connecting the dots and all that so it's really been um i've been gearing up to to write in in that way again because i i love writing in that way and so yeah if you haven't if you haven't checked that out man you need to check that podcast out it's it's yeah no i, I think it's it's produced by spotify too which is crazy oh is it yeah it's produced by spotify that. yep but no i listened to the first uh i think two episodes where it's breaking down uh kind of it starts talking about Kendrick Lamar and his backstory and then the story of Compton. Okay. And then it's going to go into like his, uh, uh, I don't remember which album actually, it might be to pimp a butterfly, but it breaks down that album. But then also their newest mini series is, uh, Lauren Hill's, um, yes. It's education. So yep. it's kind of cool. It's like a mini series, not a whole season, but bat me, you know, with Frank Ocean real quick, man, there's one thing I got to say, just cause if you haven't heard this in particular off the blonde album, Mm-hmm. The song "Close to You" and then "White Ferrari" right after yeah. that. Yeah, those two songs just together, back to back, even is like one of the greatest moments in any album to me. Like just those two songs together, is crazy. Really, it's just such good. Yeah, they're both good songs and good writing, and just them being back to back. Even though they don't, it's not like one of those seamless concept things. It's just back to back two songs like that. It's really good, creative. Yeah, White Ferrari Ferrari is one of my favorites from that from that album. Just the melody on it is just crazy. Oh, yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, man. If you haven't checked it out, um the listeners, if you haven't checked out that podcast, uh, first listen to our podcast and then go check that <laughs> out. Um But yeah, man. Um really appreciate you guys 
listening, um, supporting, commenting. Um, there was someone last week that that asked me about, you know, could we, I forgot exactly what we said in the, in the coffee section last week, but it really inspired him to want to get into like the specialty oh, coffee yeah. game. And so he was asking me what coffee um, to drink first or w- what coffee to, dry, to try first. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I wanted to make sure that I was correct. So I went over to Pekka and kind of talked to them about it. And just like I tried Kenyan first, I think that I think Topeka may have told me to try the Kenyan first. Um, but like even the the barista, the head barista over there, he said that that was his first um, specialty coffee. So I think it's something about the way that, you know, the the fruitiness um, mm. is so different from just the regular <laughs> office coffee that it yeah, shows man. it shows them that like, yo, this is different, bro. Like this is <laughs> this is not what you're used to. So, um, yeah. Uh, John Mars is is the is the guy that uh he he's been listening to the podcast and I am John Mars is his is his uh, IG handle. He's also a um, an MC. So yeah, go check him out. Show him some love. But he is supposed to be trying the Kenya from Cirque. Um, oh, nice. I think he's gonna be doing a uh, a pour over on that. Is what he told me. So told him to report back and let me know what he thought. And then, you know, we can report on the podcast, how that worked out for him. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. And we might try to try some new coffee soon, right? On the podcast, maybe a special episode or something. Yeah, for sure. I want to I want to do that. Um, my guy, uh, Andrew Thompson, he, he's uh, at, at the office. He had one of the coffees that you found out was owned by. I think it was owned by Dr. Pepper uh, <laughs> or something like that. But uh, he had some at the at the office, and I just wanted to try it because I hadn't tried, like, non-specialty in a, in a long time. But it was Caldi's Coffee. Mm-hmm. Caldi's, um, yeah. And he did a French press, didn't he? Yeah, he did a French press, um, you know, and, and I'm trying to give him some, some information uh, on, like, the the grind methods because he's using like the Mr. Coffee joint with the with uh-huh. the blade and so he already said his consistency was off so <laughs> um, but yeah I want I want to try something like that on air again and you know hopefully it's not as bad as the 1850 but right. we shall see but yeah everybody thank you for listening thank you for um, sharing commenting hitting us up letting us know what you think about the podcast but also what you've been drinking coffee wise what you've been listening to you know hit us up and let us know about all that and uh yeah review give it leave us a review um subscribe 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 subscribe. (laughs) you can only subscribe once though (laughs) yes you can only subscribe don't hit it twice that'll unsubscribe (laughs) yeah but But thank you guys. Um, Again, hit us up. Let us know what you think um, in the comment section. And uh, Billy and I will holler at you guys next week. Have a great Thanksgiving. Be safe and eat lots of vegetables. Yeah. And tamales. No, just vegetables. Just (laughs) vegetables. No meat. All right. Peace. Peace.